In a previous episode, I talked a little bit about chimeras. A chimera in biology is an organism that contains a mixture of genetically different tissues, and a chimera can be formed by processes such as fusion of early embryos, grafting, or mutation. Scientists have been doing some really crazy research with chimeras, and in April of 2021, an article was published about monkey-human chimeras. The article is titled, First Monkey-Human Embryos Spark Debate Over Hybrid Animals. I'm going to read parts of the article and give my opinions about it. The chimeras lived up to 19 days, but some scientists question the need for such research. This article was written by Nidhi Subaraman. Scientists have successfully grown monkey embryos containing human cells for the first time. The team injected monkey embryos with human stem cells and watched them develop. At least three embryos survived to 19 days after fertilization. So researchers are hoping that some human-animal hybrids known as chimeras could provide better models in which to test drugs and to be used for growing human organs for transplant. But this is a very touchy subject. The latest work has divided developmental biologists. Some question the need for such experiments using closely related primates. Non-human primates are protected by stricter research ethics rules than are rodents, and biologists are worried that work on non-human primates is likely to stoke public opposition. One scientist said there are much more sensible experiments in this area of chimeras as a source of organs and tissues. Experiments with livestock animals such as pigs and cows are more promising and do not risk challenging ethical boundaries. There is a whole field of organoids which can hopefully do away with animal research. Basically, this scientist is arguing that it would be smarter to do this type of chimera research on farm-type animals. He's a biologist from Spain, and he's arguing that it would be wiser to do this type of research with chimeras using livestock animals like pigs and cows rather than using non-human primates because there are a lot more rules surrounding the use of primates, more so than for like farm animals. So it's not that he's saying this type of research should not be done. He doesn't think that we should not be creating chimeras that contain human cells. He just thinks that we should be doing it using animals that aren't going to upset people. So the lead biologist on this monkey-human chimera work says the team does not intend to implant any hybrid embryos into monkeys. Instead, their goal is to better understand how cells of different species communicate with each other during the embryo's early growth phase. So the lead biologist is basically claiming that they don't really want to create monkey-human chimeras. They are just trying to figure out how these cells communicate with each other during the early growth phase. I am doubting how honest he's being. That's just my opinion. Attempts at growing human-mouse hybrids are still preliminary, and chimeras need to be more effective and healthier before they can be useful. Scientists suspect that human-mouse hybrids might have trouble thriving because the two species are evolutionarily distant, so the cells communicate through very different means. But observing cellular crosstalk in monkey-human embryo chimeras, which involve two 
more closely related species could suggest ways to improve the viability of future human mouse models. So the scientist is basically saying, if you just let us see how these monkey-human embryos communicate, we can use that to make the mouse-human embryos communicate better. So ultimately, we're not trying to create monkey-humans, we're just trying to create mouse-humans. As though that is somehow better, I don't think so in my personal opinion. I think we're still doing very questionable research if we're creating chimeras that have human cells. In the study, researchers fertilized eggs extracted from Cinemalgus monkeys, Macaca fascicularis, and grew them in culture. Six days after fertilization, the team injected 132 embryos with human-extended pluripotent stem cells. These are the types of cells that can grow into a range of different cell types inside and outside of an embryo. The embryos each developed unique combinations of human and monkey cells, and the embryos deteriorated at various varying rates. So they did not survive. None of the embryos lived past 19 days, but it was notable that they deteriorated at different rates and that the human cells were incorporated in different ways. This paper is a dramatic demonstration of the ability of human pluripotent stem cells to be incorporated into the embryos of Cinemalgus monkeys when introduced into the monkey blastocysts. A blastocyst is the early stage after the sperm meets the egg when it's just a little ball of cells before it becomes what we call a fetus. We call it a blastocyst. So they're saying at that very early stage, if you incorporate some human cells, you can actually get them to grow for a little while. But the team was not able to control which cells developed into which tissues. And this brings up the thing that most people are concerned about, which is creating an animal, like basically what we would consider a monkey, but it has some human cells and those human cells have developed into the brain. So it's basically a monkey with a human brain. I guess Yes, there are people who are concerned about the ethics of that. I am concerned about the ethics on so many different levels, but there's just a little bit more to the article, so I'll continue. Combining human cells with closely related primate embryos prompts questions about the status and identity of the resulting hybrids. Some people may say that we're creating morally ambiguous entities. International guidelines are just trying to catch up with the advancements in this field. The international Society for Stem Cell Research, or ISSCR, is expected to publish revised guidelines for stem cell research. And these guidelines are supposed to address non-human primate and human chimeras. Many countries, including the United States, the United Kingdom, and Japan, have at points limited research on chimeras involving human cells. Japan lifted its ban on experiments with animal embryos containing human cells in 2019. In 2015, the U.S. National Institutes of Health, or NIH, announced a moratorium on federal funding for studies in which human cells would be injected into animal embryos. Then, in 2016, the funding agency proposed lifting the ban, but restricting research to hybrids created after gastrulation. So gastrulation is when the early nervous system begins to form. So like I said, people are really concerned about creating animals with human brains. More than four 
Four years later, the funding ban is still in place, and an NIH spokesperson said the agency is waiting for the ISSCR to issue the new guidelines. That way they can ensure their position reflects the input from the community. This type of research is really questionable. And I think it's interesting that they are continually trying to create these hybrids with this certain type of monkey, the Cinemalgus macaque. I'm going to talk more about Cinemalgus macaques and how and why they are used in scientific research. The article that I just shared was published in 2021. I'm going to include a link for it. But if we go back a few years, there is some other very concerning research that was done where human cells were introduced into monkeys. It's very concerning. I just think they keep towing the line ethically here and more people need to know about this because we need to stop them before they do something really crazy. MIT Technology Review published an article in April of 2019 titled Chinese Scientists Have Put Human Brain Genes in Monkeys and Yes, They May Be Smarter. This was by Antonio Regalado. A quest to understand how human intelligence evolved raises some ethical questions. Human intelligence is one of evolution's most consequential inventions. It is the result of a sprint that started millions of years ago, leading to ever bigger brains and new abilities. Eventually, humans stood upright, took up the plow, and created civilization while our primate cousins stayed in the trees. Now scientists in southern China report that they've tried to narrow the evolutionary gap, creating several transgenic macaque monkeys with extra copies of a human gene suspected of playing a role in shaping human intelligence. This was the first attempt to understand the evolution of human cognition using a transgenic monkey model. According to their findings, the modified monkeys did better on a memory test involving colors and block pictures, and their brains also took longer to develop, just like the brains of human children do. The experiments were described on March 27th in a Beijing journal, the National Science Review. Several Western scientists, including one who collaborated on the research, called the experiments reckless and said they questioned the ethics of genetically modifying primates. The use of transgenic monkeys to study human genes linked to brain evolution is a very risky road to take. A scientist at the University of Colorado is concerned that the experiments show disregard for the animals and will soon lead to more extreme modifications. It's a classic slippery slope issue and one that we can expect to recur as this type of research is pursued. Research using primates is increasingly difficult in Europe and the US, but China has rushed to apply the latest high-tech DNA tools to the animals. China was the first country to create monkeys altered with the gene editing tool CRISPR. And in January 2019, a Chinese institute announced it had produced a half dozen clones of a monkey with a severe mental disturbance. It is troubling that the field is steamrolling along in this manner. A researcher at the Kunming Institute of Zoology specializes in searching for signs of Darwinian selection. That means genes that have been spreading because they are successful. His quest has spanned such topics as Himalayan yaks, adaptation to high altitude, and the evolution of human skin color in response to cold winters. The biggest riddle of all, though, is intelligence. What we know is that our human-like ancestors' brains grew rapidly in size and power. To find 
the genes that caused the change, scientists have sought out differences between humans and chimpanzees whose genes are about 98% similar to ours. The objective was to locate the jewels of our genome, that is, the DNA that makes us uniquely human. For instance, one popular candidate gene called FOXB2, also known as the language gene, became famous for its potential to link human speech. There was a British family whose members inherited an abnormal version of the FOXP2 gene and they also had trouble speaking. Scientists from Tokyo to Berlin were soon mutating this gene in mice and listening with ultrasonic microphones to see if their squeaks changed. <laughs> The researcher from the Kunming Institute of Zoology was fascinated by a different gene, though. He was fascinated by the MCPH1, or microcephalin gene. Not only did this gene sequence differ between humans and apes, but babies with damage to the microcephalin gene are born with tiny heads, providing a link to brain size. This sounds like Zika virus. In 2010, he decided to add the microcephalin gene to monkeys. China by then had begun pairing its sizable breeding facilities for monkeys with the newest genetic tools. This was an effort that has turned into a mecca for foreign scientists who need monkeys to experiment on. To create these animals, scientists exposed the monkey embryos to a virus carrying the human version of microcephalin. Oh my god, this sounds so much like Zika virus. They generated 11 monkeys, five of which survived to take part in a battery of brain measurements. These monkeys each have between two and nine copies of the human gene in their bodies. But these experiments raised some unusual questions about animal rights. In 2010, a paper was written titled The Ethics of Using Transgenic Non-Human Primates to Study What Makes Us Human. And in this paper, they concluded that human brain genes should never be added to apes such as chimpanzees because they are too similar to us. So what did the researchers actually learn? Were the monkeys smarter? Judging by their experiments, the Chinese team did expect that their transgenic monkeys would end up with increased intelligence and brain size. That is why they put the creatures inside MRI machines to measure their white matter and give them computerized memory tests. According to their report, the transgenic monkeys did not have larger brains, but they did do better on short-term memory quizzes. Several scientists believe the Chinese experiment didn't yield much new information. One scientist from the University of North Carolina, who specializes in MRIs, considered removing his name from the paper. There are a bunch of aspects of this study that you could not do in the U.S., he said. It raises issues about the type of research and whether the animals were properly cared for. One issue is that genetically modified monkeys are expensive to create and care for. With just five modified monkeys, it's hard to reach firm conclusions about whether they really differ from normal monkeys in terms of brain size or memory skills. The researcher from the Kunming Institute of Virology who led this research study is definitely not ready to stop. In an email, he agreed that the small number of animals was a limitation, but he said he has a solution. He's making more of the monkeys and he's also testing new brain evolution genes. One gene that he has his eye on is SRGAP2C. It's a DNA variant that arose about 2 million years ago just when Australopithecus was seeding the African savanna to early humans. That gene has been dubbed the humanity switch and the missing genetic link for its likely role in the emergence of human intelligence.
This one is from Popular Mechanics, and it was written by Tim Childers. It was published November 16th, 2020. The title is, Uh-oh, scientists used human genes to make monkey brains bigger. That can't be good. Scientists introduced a human gene, ARHGAP11B, into monkey fetuses. The gene caused an increase in the size of the monkey's brains, including folding similar to that of human brains. The study poses some serious ethical questions on genetic engineering. In an experiment that could portend a real-life Planet of the Apes situation, scientists spliced human genes into the fetus of a monkey to substantially increase the size of the primate's brain, and it worked. Researchers from Germany's Max Planck Institute of Molecular Cell Biology and Genetics in Germany and Japan's Central Institute for Experimental Animals introduced a specifically human gene, ARHGAP11B, into the fetus of a common marmoset monkey, causing the enlargement of its brain's neocortex. The scientists reported their findings in Science. The neocortex is the newest part of the brain to evolve. It's in the name, neo meaning new, and cortex meaning well, the bark of a tree. This outer shell makes up more than 75% of the human brain, and it's responsible for many of the perks and quirks that make us uniquely human, including reasoning and complex language. Not long after our hominid ancestors branched off the evolutionary tree of our current chimpanzee cousins, their brains underwent a rapid expansion, nearly tripling in size over the span of 3 million years. Hominids' brains grew so fast that they became cramped into the slowly evolving craniums, causing the distinctly human folding of the neocortex into wrinkles. Scientists believe this was the result of a number of evolutionary factors, but the expression of ARGHAP11B, something unique to hominids, may have given a boost to the brains of our ancestors and close but now extinct relatives, the Neanderthals and Denisovans. Previous studies have shown that ARHGAP P11B, when unnaturally expressed in mice and ferrets, also caused an enlargement of the neocortex in those animals. However, this was the first time the gene was used in a non-human primate and with typical human levels of expression, further suggesting the gene played a key role in our evolution. This gene arose in our ancestors about 5 million years ago when a happy little accident was made copying the everyday gene which is very similar to it. In an evolutionary mistake, a single substitution of one nucleotide base, you know, nucleotides are the molecules that encode DNA, so one nucleotide base was switched with another, and it led to the loss of 55 nucleotides from the gene. Like a computer reading an incorrect line of code, the mutation caused the neuron-producing cells of the brain to make more of themselves for longer periods of time, resulting in a larger neocortex. One scientist said, we found indeed that the neocortex of the common marmoset brain was enlarged and the brain surface was folded. Its cortical plate was also thicker than normal. Furthermore, we could see increased numbers of basal radial glia progenitors in the outer subventricle zone and increased numbers of upper layer neurons, the neuron type that increases in primate evolution. The scientists call these human-monkey hybrids transgenic non-human 
primates, which may be enough to ring the alarm of any doomsdayer. It certainly raises a lot of ethical questions when doing experiments on primates, let alone when introducing human genes into other animals. For this reason, the researchers limited their study to monkey fetuses, which were taken out by C-section after growing for 100 days. Allowing the experiment to go past the fetal phase and to let the human gene-carrying monkeys be born would be irresponsible and unethical, according to one scientist. We confined our analyses to marmoset fetuses because we anticipated that the expression of this human-specific gene would affect the neocortex development in the marmoset. In light of potential unforeseeable consequences with regard to postnatal brain function, we considered it a prerequisite and mandatory from an ethical point of view to first determine the effects of the gene on the development of fetal marmoset neocortex. Basically there, the scientist is just saying that because you can't really foresee what will happen after birth, they decided that it would be best to see what the effects of this gene would be on a fetus rather than to allow the organism or the animal, I should say, to grow and be born because they weren't really sure what the potential outcome might be. A few references have been made to Planet of the Apes in regards to this gene editing research where they are trying to figure out how humans became unique in our ability to use language. Before I even get into this, I want to say that I do not believe that humans are super unique in our ability to use language. It may just be that we don't understand the language of other creatures. We know now that trees communicate using chemicals. And if you study birds for even a short time, you realize that birds have culture and they have language the way they use their song to communicate. And I just think it's pretty short-sighted of us to say that we are the only creatures who have language and to think that the way we use language somehow makes us so biologically unique and different from the rest of the animal kingdom. But that being said, I am going to share this article because I think it's well written and interesting. The title of the article is The Moral Status of Human Monkey Chimeras. As scientists create human monkey chimera embryos for the first time, the research raises the philosophical and ethical issue of moral status. How should we treat other life forms? This is by Professor Julian Savulescu and Dr. Julian Copland from the University of Melbourne. The 1968 classic Planet of the Apes tells the story of the Earth after a nuclear war destroys human civilization. When three astronauts return to our planet after a long space voyage, they discover that humans have lost the power of verbal communication and live much like apes currently do. Meanwhile, non-human primates have evolved speech and other human-like abilities and are now running the Earth with little regard for human life. The astronaut George Taylor, played by Charlton Heston, is rendered temporarily mute when he is shot in the throat and captured. In one scene, he is brought before the apes and he appears more intelligent than other humans. He regains the power of speech and his first words are, quote, Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape, end quote. Planet of the Apes may be fiction, but this month, the world's first human monkey life forms were created by Juan Carlos Bellamonte.
Dante at the Salk Institute for Biological Studies in the U.S. using private funding. Professor Belmonte and his group injected stem cells from the skin of a human fetus into a monkey embryo. This part human life form is called a chimera. If implanted into a monkey uterus, the chimera could theoretically develop into a live-born animal that has cells from both a monkey and a human. While it has been possible to make chimeras for more than 20 years using a different technique that involves fusing the embryos of two animals together, this technique has not been used in humans. It has been used to create novel animals like the geep, which is a fusion of a sheep and a goat embryo. Professor Belmonte used a different technique called blastosis complementation, which is more refined. It enables greater control over the number of human cells in the chimera. But why is this research being done? One reason is to understand embryonic development. Another is to build new animal models to study human diseases and develop new treatments. But the holy grail of this research is regenerative medicine. Regenerative medicine has been promised ever since English biologist Professor Ian Wilmot cloned Dolly the sheep in 1997. It gained further interest in 2006 when researchers discovered how to revert skin cells to a state where they can produce any cell in the body. Theoretically, these cells, called induced pluripotent stem cells, could produce organs and tissues for transplantation back into that human being. Neural tissue could replace damaged brain tissue in stroke or Parkinson's disease. New kidneys could replace withering failed ones, and so on. And all this without needing drugs to suppress immune rejection, as the tissues are derived from that person's own genome. Professor Belmonte originally tried to achieve this with pig-human chimeras. Pigs are about the same size as humans, so the organs would be suitable in size. However, few human cells survived in these embryos. Monkeys are closer to us in evolutionary terms, which improves survival, and Professor Belmonte hopes to better understand how to develop chimeras, then transfer that understanding to create human-pig chimeras as a source of transplantable organs. But won't these organs have a mixture of human and non-human cells and be rejected by the person's immune system? Scientists have cleverly gotten around this by using gene editing to knock out the non-human genes for the relevant organ. The landmark research came 10 years ago when Japanese researcher Dr. Toshihiro Kobayashi and his colleagues introduced rat stem cells into a mouse embryo that was unable to form a pancreas. The rat-mouse chimera developed a rat pancreas. Humans could one day receive replacement organs from human-pig chimeras. This seems like a good thing. We eat pigs for food and experiment on them to develop medical treatments, so why not use them to generate life-saving organs? The problem is that the chimera will have a mixture of human and non-human cells throughout their body. This includes the brain. Modifying the brain might also modify the animal's cognition. In one experiment, human stem cells were injected into the brains of mice where they multiplied. The chimeric mice developed increased memory and learning ability. We don't know what the capacities of a human pig chimera would be. Even if they look like a normal pig, their cognitive capacities could be affected. In the extreme, they end up with a human-like mind trapped in a non-human body, or they could have unique capacities unknown to humans. This raises the philosophical issue of moral status. How should we treat other life forms? Philosophers often argue that there is no sharp moral line between species. What matters morally is not some biological fact like one's number of chromosomes, but some other property. The early animal liberationist 
Jeremy Bentham thought the capacity to suffer is what matters, saying, quote, The question is not can they reason nor can they talk, but can they suffer? End quote. The challenge for chimera research is that there is no agreed upon account of moral status. We need to work out what properties confer a right to life, a right to not be experimented on without consent, and a right to live freely. Once the ethical standard is set, we can begin to work out how to detect whatever properties grant moral status. So far, Professor Belmonte's research has involved producing and destroying non-conscious embryos. There is no novel ethical challenge yet, but if producing live-born human-animal chimeras becomes feasible, we think one of two things should be done. Firstly, the cells which cause human brain development should be knocked out through gene editing if possible. And secondly, the live-born chimeras should not immediately be used. Instead, they are allowed to develop in social groups and are studied for their cognitive capacities and potential for nonverbal communication. That is, their moral status should be ascertained before treating them like a normal animal. This will require agreeing on what confers moral status and finding ways to detect it. When in doubt, higher moral status should be accorded. We also need to consider the possible role of non-human primates. So far, blastocyst complementation has worked much better using non-human primate embryos than pig embryos. Chimpanzees, bonobos, or orangutans would be about the right size for human organs. Should we consider generating organs inside of human chimp chimeras? This possibility calls into question our relationship with animals generally. Perhaps addressing the question of moral status and developing means to detect it will cause us to change our treatment of non-human animals. Perhaps their moral status is closer to ours than we realize. This might be especially true of chimpanzees who share many cognitive capacities with humans. Is it fair to use part human animals to meet human needs? Never Let Me Go is a dystopian novel by Kazuo Ishiguro. It depicts human clones being farmed for their organs. There is something similarly uncomfortable about harvesting organs from animals that are apparently not humans but might be very close. Of course, many people have organ failure through causes that are no one's fault, such as genetic disorders. But there might be other ways to meet this need that don't require us to create new animal slaves. Chimera research has the potential to cement structural injustice against animals. We should progress with it, but attend closely to its broader context and ethical implications. There is more information that I want to share about this questionable research and about the subjects of the research, the Cinemalgus macaques. They are really fascinating creatures, and I think if we better understood them, it would be easier to advocate for them. So I will be sharing more information about the monkeys and about the terrible research that is happening. I will try to label the episodes accordingly so that if this is something you're not interested interested in or it's just too difficult for you to hear, you can skip these episodes. But if you do listen and you do decide to get involved, thank you so very much for your support. Thanks for listening to Path of a Greenwich podcast.